Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, thanks for joining me. We are in the Christmas season, the Advent season, and last week we talked about having hope during this time. I know this time of year can be really brutal on us, can't it? Christmas is just such a time to be spent with our families and and our kids and grandkids And when one of our children is no longer here to celebrate with us, it is brutal. So last week we talked about hope and how we can still have hope in our lives. And this week we are going to talk about the topic of peace during the Christmas season. So I'm going to have you listen in on my Advent reading from Sunday evening, and then I'll be back. This week, we're going to be talking about peace. Peace is something that can be really hard to come by this time of year. And so let's go ahead and read Sunday's reading. All around the world, horrible things are happening. Horrible things have happened since the very first murder, when a jealous man murdered his own brother. I often wish God would have shared with us what it was like for Adam and Eve. When the birth of Jesus was announced by the angels, they proclaimed peace on earth. God sent himself, wrapped in a human body, so that his peace could walk around on earth in a time of turmoil. The Jews were under Roman rule, and the Romans were known for their cruelty. Peace is God's plan. Peace came as a gift in the manger. What happened to that gift? The same thing that happened to God's perfect peace when time began. Sin happened. Selfishness, cruelty, lust for power, and jealousy. But that doesn't keep God from continuing to offer his gift of peace. Just like I talked about the gift of hope, it's up to us to take it from him and unwrap it for ourselves. I'm going to go ahead and light the blue candle now. And we'll keep going once I get that lit. Blue is the color I chose to represent peace in our Advent journey, as it is known to be a peaceful color. If we think about it, beautiful, calm blue water can put our soul at rest. Looking up at a beautiful blue sky, night or day, can make us feel at peace. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. When our child dies, it feels impossible to ever feel God's peace again, but that isn't the case. God doesn't take his peace away from us. The enemy has stolen it from us, and sometimes we must fight to get it back. Paul talks about that in Hebrews 4.11, when he tells us to make every effort, some translations say to strive, to enter into the place of rest God has for us. And I want to pause just a minute in this reading and just mention that the enemy has stolen our peace, but it's still with us because it's in us. Peace is still inside of us, even if we're not feeling it at the moment or even for days or weeks at a time. It's still in us. We didn't lose it, 
because God is still in us. And we know he is, Jesus is the prince of peace. And so that peace is in us. We have to figure out how to reach it, how to let it be a part of us again. The battle can be fierce, but it makes the victory that much sweeter. When that peace comes, it is so satisfying, so pure, so beyond what we can understand. One of our familiar Christmas songs says it well. And in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. But then the song goes on to say, Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. I said sometimes we have to fight to enter into a place of peace, but often for those of us who are so shattered and broken hearted, quite often all we have to do is stop and rest and that peace will come. In other words, I can't make peace happen, but I can run into the arms of the one who can. When Jesus died, the temple of the curtain in the Holy of Holies was torn in two. That was so that we could come to God's throne boldly and find help in our time of need. It was also so that God did not have to stay behind a curtain, but could come out and love fully each individual he created. That is why I want you to take a moment and do something right now. We're going to rest not be angry, not fight, but rest in the arms and the presence of the one who loves you and wants to bring peace back into your soul. That's one thing that I have learned is the reason peace and pain can be inside of us at the same time is because the pain is in our soul. But the peace is a fruit of the spirit. And so while our soul can be in pain, we can still reach in and access the peace that is in our spirit. God has blessed us with a gift of imagination. For some reason, we seem to outgrow it as adults, usually because we're taught that it's childish. But when I think about it, we really don't outgrow the gift of imagination, especially us women. <laughs> we tend to be able to imagine all kinds of things. I know if I, you know, I'm trying to get a hold of my kids and they're not answering and I know, you know, they were going somewhere, whatever, my imagination can start running with all the terrible things. I don't know if you've seen some of the memes. This is well, when my mom tries to call me and can't answer. This is what she thinks is happening. And then a picture, this is what's really happening. We do let our imaginations run. And so we do still use our imaginations. It's just a lot of times we use them in such a negative way. And we don't think about using them in a positive way of imagining good things and positive things. But a lot of that, I do believe, is because we're taught that imagination is for kids, not for, for us as adults. But I fully believe that God wants us to use that gift for our entire time here on earth. I'm not talking about being guided by a spiritual being as, as people in the New Age movement do, but to be childlike, not childish, childlike in our faith, allowing the Holy Spirit to help us use our imagination as a springboard for what he wants to show us or what he wants to do for us. So take a big breath as if you are breathing in his gift of peace. And as you breathe out, 
Use your God-given imagination to picture stress leaving your body. Do it again, and as you breathe in, ask the Lord to come into your wounded soul to be your Prince of Peace. And as you breathe out, picture yourself giving him the heaviness and the anger and the things that just we can't carry, can we? Oh, Lord, we just receive your peace. And Lord, we just give you the pain. We give you the anger. We give you the things that we don't understand. We give you the hurt and the confusion. Lord, thank you for your gift of peace. Thank you that it's for all of us, every single one of us. Lord, it's a gift. It's a gift that you want us to receive, to take and receive and put to use in our lives. Holy Spirit, remind us that you are the Prince of Peace and that you came to bring that peace to us in times of turmoil and darkness. Let your peace fill each one of us right now as we just rest in your presence. And I thank you and I praise you for this gift. In the name of Jesus, amen. You know, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and the Word says that His peace will guard our hearts and our minds. And so we get to choose to come into alignment with that. Lord, just let us allow Your peace to guard our hearts and our minds, because our hearts and our minds can go so many places that just crush the peace that you paid a price to give us for. So help us, Lord. Let your peace guard our minds and our thoughts. Let your peace guard our hearts, Lord. I hope you felt God's peace during the end of that as I was praying for you. I want to read from Tuesday's entry from this book, Hope for the Future, an Advent Journey for Bereaved Parents. It says, The enemy brings accusations and false blame. He causes chaos and confusion. It's almost like he's scrambling the frequency of what we need from God. So we have to find the dial and readjust the tuner. Peace isn't something we just stumble upon in our turmoil. Psalm 34, 14 and 1 Peter 3, 11 both tell us to seek peace and pursue it. James 4, 8 tells us to draw near to God and he will draw near to us. It isn't that God has left us, but that we can't feel his nearness. The first instruction to us in that verse is to resist the devil. We're not resisting him when we remain in our anger and unforgiveness with God. Instead, we're adding fuel to the devil's fire. Job lost all of his children at once. He also lost all of his finances. He lost his health with having big oozing boils. His wife told him to just curse God and die. His friends kept insisting he must have done something wrong for God to do this to him. All Job could say is, I don't know why all this has happened, but no matter how miserable I am, even if he kills me, I will trust him. Now that's in Job 13. That's my paraphrase of what he said. This is an incredible trust in God, allowing God to be God and recognizing that there's no way our finite minds can make sense of it. If we could figure out and make sense of everything God does, he wouldn't be big enough to be God anymore, would he? 
We seem to believe if we let God off the hook, we won't have peace. But it really is just the opposite. I often picture a little child who was told no to something, and that child starts to cry and they throw a fit, sometimes hurting themselves in the process. And the loving father steps in and scoops up the child who is now fighting him fiercely. Eventually, the child wears out and receives the loving embrace and the comfort of his father. That's a pretty good picture of some of us, isn't it? Romans 14, 19 tells us to make every effort we can to do what leads to peace. And often that means simply submitting to the embrace of our loving Father, like Job told us to do in Job chapter 22, verse 11, to submit to God and be at peace with him. For some reason, many of us think that being a Christian is a golden ticket to not have anything bad happen to us for the rest of our time here on earth, but that just isn't the case. We are going to deal with pain and suffering in this life because we live in a fallen, sinful world, which means we need to learn what God's Word has to say about it, how to deal with it, so that when it comes, not if, but when those hard things come. Our faith isn't shattered and we fall apart and blame God. Are you thinking it's too late because that's already happened? It's never too late to become firm in our trust in God to receive his peace. Matthew 7, 24 and 25 is where Jesus talks about the house built on the rock and on the sand. There are many of us who thought we had built our lives on the rock. I know I was one of them. But when our child died, we discovered it really was built on the sand because everything came crashing down in a way that caused us to blame God, be angry with him, instead of giving our suffocating darkness and pain over to him to heal our broken, shattered hearts. Over the years, I've learned that my faith is not getting the answer I want to my prayer. My faith is knowing intimately the one to whom I pray. And the more I truly know him, the more I can trust him. Faith is trusting that God sees and he knows, and God is going to answer the prayers that we pray in a way that he sees that we don't see. And we don't like that, do we? Sometimes we don't like that. Because we want to be God. (laughs) We want our prayers answered the way we want them, especially when it brings pain, so much pain, like the death of our child. And you may be shocked by the statement that the more I truly know him, the more I trust him. You may feel like you trusted God and he betrayed you so you can never trust him again. But the truth is, he is the source of hope and he is the source of peace, no matter what has happened in our lives. And it isn't just true for me. It's true for thousands of parents who have lost their child from this earth over the years. You can have peace. You can have peace in your life right now. Even in the Christmas season, you can have peace in your life as you continue learning how to live without your child here. It is possible. And there are so many of us who are on this road ahead of you to tell you it is possible. You can have peace. Let's go ahead to our birthday segment. First, we have Sarah Jordan who was born on December 11th, and she is forever 42. Tanner Allen Harris was born on December 13th and is forever 20. 
Cameron Paddock was born on December 14th and is forever 22. We know how important it is for us to still celebrate the birthday of our children. We know a lot of people around us don't get why we want to do that, but here at GPS Hope, we totally get it. And we are just blessed and honored to be able to announce your child's birthday to our listeners so that we can all celebrate together. If you would like to have your son or daughter's birthday announced on the podcast the week of their birthday, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Just submit that form and I will add them to my list and I will announce them the week of his or her birthday to our listeners. I do want to remind you, or maybe you didn't know this, but a year from now, We are going to be getting ready to get on a cruise ship, and you can join Dave and I. It is a grief cruise for anyone of any loss, and they have given GPS Hope a special track for bereaved parents. If you want to find out more about it, it is a six-night Western Caribbean cruise on Royal Caribbean. And if you would like to have more information just go to gpshope.org slash cruise. The information will be there, and there's a link you can use to talk to the host of the cruise about getting registered, a cabin, answer any of your questions, whatever. Most of the, the questions you have will be on that page, so be sure to check it out. There is a refund up to, I think it's September, that you can get a refund, so go for it. We would love to have you join us on a cruise a year from now. God tells us in Psalm 29:11 that he blesses his people with peace. And we really can thank God that we are truly blessed because he's made a way for us to have peace in the absolute worst storm possible of our lives. Thank you, God, for making peace possible through Jesus. And until next week, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.